American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. I got Christian in the building. What's going on, fam? Yo, man. Thank you for having me on again. How you feeling? How you been? Man, listen, I've been out here working. I'm living, man. Did you go to Bulls Fest? No, you were doing, you had something, you, go ahead. I don't actually remember the day, was it? I think the Sky were in the playoffs, so I was probably That's like, what it was. Like, it was the same yeah. day as a playoff game. That's what it was. Yeah, I was I was like, I remember something you were doing. You were covering the Sky. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's been, since the last time we talked, it's been growth, working, adding more stuff to my plate, unfortunately, that I, just, <laughs> I can't seem to move away from. Uh, yeah. But I mean, overall, like, I, the, the way that I look at it, like, this last year of content creation for me has just been a year of growth, a year of refinement. But, man, it's been fun, bro. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's just been fun. And I don't think I could do this if I wasn't legitimately having fun doing it, bro. Like, so. Yeah, if you don't enjoy what you're doing, especially at the rate that you do it, damn near daily at this, yeah, you, you're in the wrong business. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it boils down to man but you've been killing it as well bro like you're writing all over the place covering the sky you got a podcast you got another website you added to stuff man you 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 out here not too far off from all the stuff i'm adding to my plate bro oh uh, man you know i had to get in where i fit in you know i'm just gracious to people accept me the way they do you know like at one point you know i was like man i don't know if there's something i really want to do it's like full time and then it's like out of nowhere, boom! It's like okay, people like it. I, I like it. I mean, having fun. So you know, keep try to keep keep this pace up. You know, <laughs> you you know when I knew when I knew I was like, oh, bro, out here really making it, man. I was randomly watching an episode of CHGO Sky, and they were like, oh yeah, Christian, and I was like, oh, this 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 dude and got the shout out, man. Look look at Christian, he out here working. Oh, where really? I must have missed oh, it. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah 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 so i like but no but shout out to you like a for covering the WNBA at the level that you do like i think that you know people overlook the WNBA, but like yeah is it perfect yet no but like the product on the court is some of the best but outside of that like the WNBA has had a lot of growth this past season and you know that's the people like you who who really are out there covering it with integrity and, and with the focus and actually love it as well like helping grow the game man you've been you've been killing it there bro. thank you man i appreciate it like a lot of this stuff though I, honestly like when it comes to the spaces and talking on twitter i wouldn't be you know doing this at the level that i am without sabria man you know she's literally grow the game that's her you know her nonprofit, and she's just been killing the what she's been doing for so long i'm just glad that the people are finally you know acknowledging that you know she's as dope as she is you feel me that's what's up that's what's up. But, man, we are here to talk about our Bulls, man. I wanted to catch up with you because I know it's been a summer of you covering the WNBA. You haven't really gotten a chance to talk about it. But uh, what do you think of the summer that the Chicago Bulls have had? Uh, and then, like, some of the doubts surrounding the Bulls and where they're going to sit. You have people that really do think the Bulls are now uh, all of a sudden going to be fighting for a playing team. And to a degree, I understand that because the second half of the season, only winning seven games after the All-Star break, it, you're always going to have some doubt with that. They didn't make the big splash moves, but where do you sit with the Bulls offseason in the summer so far? Whew, wait, hold on. They won, they won seven games after the All-Star Only break? Only seven games after the All-Star break, bro. Oh, wait. The All-Star <laughs> break is in February, the second week of February. You're telling me they won seven games from February to the end of May? Seven games, bro. Oh, man. Oh, it was, it was ugly, bro. It was ugly the second wow, half of the season I, for the, for the Honestly, man, that's, I, I forgot that they – wow. That's – honestly, like – I get where a lot of people are coming from, where they think that the sky, not the sky, but the Bulls have just kind of like dropped as far as where they were last year. 
And I can't debate that. I really can't. You look at all the other teams around them that were quote unquote worse last year that are now mm. better. You look at Cleveland, Cleveland was already a juggernaut and now they added one of the premier offensive talents from Donovan Mitchell to an already loaded team. I mean, arguably Philly got better. Um, Miami is still Miami. Uh, Boston is Boston. The, the Knicks added Jalen Brunson. I mean, this, the East is stacked. Um, the Raptors didn't necessarily get the marquee player they wanted to get, um, you know, in free agency, but, you know, they added, they added my boy, um, Thaddeus Young. So, you know, that, that, that veteran leadership is going to pay dividends with that team. But as far as the Bulls, the, I just honestly, I really want to know what they could have done to better the team before they thought that Lonzo was going to be out as long as he was. Because before that, we all thought, okay, Lonzo's going to be healthy, a healthy backcourt of Lonzo and uh, um, Zach for at least 65 games. That's one of the best, if not better, backcourts in the NBA. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you have a healthy Io coming back, a healthy Caruso. I mean, it all really just depends on Lonzo. It really does, because this is already one of the better teams in the league through the first half of the season when they were fully healthy. I mean, they were top, however, top three, even when they were injured for about a good couple of weeks, almost a month and a half. So, like, I can't really debate that, you know, they're terrible, but I can't really debate that they've been better necessarily when all these other teams around them have gotten better. <laughs> um, But, you know, I look at, like, what you said as far as, like, it all rests on, 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 on Lonzo. I think to me, I'm looking at the fact that the projected starting five only played 65 minutes total together. Um, and it, it, it's such a small sample size that there's enough to say and to look at and say, hey, this team may be better than what we're what we're thinking when they are fully healthy. But at this point, it's like, all right, when is that fully healthy going to come? And then the additions of, of Drogic and Drummond to the bench, like a lot of Bulls fans thought that they were going to add more true rim protection, as in shot blocking. Now, they went out and got Andre Drummond, who was going to get the Bulls tons of extra possessions, not the shot blocker that some Bulls fans thought they were going to do. So, Christian, throwing it back to you on this one, the fact that the Bulls didn't spend more money in free agency, do you think that's going to be something that comes back and bites them in the ass? Or do you think the bet on continuity is going to pay off with the, another year of uh, the coaching staff, hopefully using these players better together, maybe Patrick Williams, I would assume taking a leap, or do you think that they should have went out and, and drastically improved the roster? Well, let me not say drastic, but markedly improve the roster and not just bet on that development. What do you think? Honestly, I think a lot of Bulls fans are expecting the home run trade for um, one Rudy Gobert. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people were pining for that and I get it, but I don't see how that necessarily makes the Bulls a better team per se, because honestly, you're giving up on P. Will, and you know how I feel about P. Will. Like, as far as Patrick Williams, he is, he has the talent and he has the potential to be one of those, you know, lockdown three and D type of guys at the wing position. But we haven't seen that. And, you know, there's a good possibility that we don't see that in his time in Chicago as a Bull. So there was a good possibility they could have traded him away in some picks and whatever, but at the same time, does that necessarily guarantee the Bulls actually won a championship in this window? It doesn't. That's and that's my my thinking on that too. So go ahead. Yeah, like we they got exactly what they needed. Goran Dragic, you know, for what he is, he's still a formidable talent off the bench. He can still give you a good bucket when you need it. And you added Andre Drummond, who people forget was one of the better backups in the league last year. Like, Joel Embiid went for at least seven to eight-minute stretches of games of just not playing 
because Andre Drummond was that good in the system that they put him in. So, like, when people say that, oh, well, you got Andre Drummond and Goran Dragic and you're expecting something, I mean, yeah, these are key uh, rotation players. <laughs> There's yeah, a reason yeah. why Joel Embiid had the season that he had last year and only played a certain amount of minutes. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it was one of the lowest of his career because he had a – that was the best backup in Philly ever. And you look at – even though it's not a lot of rosters, you look at the rosters that do play more traditional, more more big – we didn't have anything to, to match that. And, you know, Tristan, Tristan just, bro, Tristan, Tristan got yeah, somebody said that. the other day because we went over, I had a live stream, and I and I looked at it, I was like, Tristan Thompson averaged almost 17 minutes a game, and somebody was like, imagine getting boxed out for 17 minutes a game. I was like, that's, that's weirdly accurate. That's about how it went with Tristan last season. Uh, one, thing with, one thing with Drummond, though, is you're not going to have to worry about that. Drummond is proven. If you can get him anywhere between 18 to 20 minutes per game, he's going to get you double-digit rebounds and, and close to double-digit points per game. And he's not a bad passer at all. I think people overlook, like, how good of a passer that he can be for his position. And then also his steal rate. For a center, he has an amazing steal rate. So, like – His hands it, are it, amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's going to – like, it, it, I hope that it works out the way that it seems on paper. Now, we talked about the acquisitions or lack thereof comes to free agent acquisitions. The Bulls did make a draft pick in Daylon Terry. Where do you sit on Daylon Terry? What do you think about his potential? Somebody compared him and said he could, like, with minutes, he could have a Herb Jones. Like, I don't think he gets that amount of minutes in his rookie season, but I don't, I don't mind the comp. What do you think? I don't mind the comp, but there's just so many players in front of him in the rotation. You've got Ayo, you've got Caruso. I mean, you got arguably Derry Jones Jr., who plays some, pretty well, I think, in the spot minutes that he's had, especially after Lonzo went out. And I, honestly, when it comes to DJJ, I feel like he was, you know, thrown out on the island as one of the main wing defenders for the Bulls, and he got fried a lot. And that's that's cool, but that's because he was one of the only ones really out there hustling during the second half of the season when he did play. Yeah. So, um, like, I I don't know. I mean, I like Daylon Terry, but I feel like a lot of the rhetoric around him has been, what can you do for us now immediately? And he's not going to have an I.O. type of rookie year and like I would love that but the way that Iowa had to play his rookie year you shouldn't want that from a rookie you shouldn't want your rookie to be one of the better players off your bench like yeah of course that's a, like you, you, he's you picked him for a reason but the role that Iowa had to play in and out of the lineup with Lonzo and Caruso out do you really want that from him like do you really want to put him to, you know to the fire that fast I don't think so you know the way the way I look at it, like when I because I have compared it to Iowa, but I in the early season, like in the part, early part of the season when Iowa was getting like eight, nine minutes, it was because they can trust him to do give you solid defense. Now, yep. I understand what you get. Like, I don't think he's going to have the Iowa type thing that we saw later in the season where it's like he's playing 20, 25 minutes. But I do think Dalen's defense and his athleticism could get him on the court. But I don't think it's going to be unless there's injury, which knock on wood. I don't think he's going to be anything to the level of what Iowa was getting there with. At least I like I just don't see it. I could be wrong. So yeah, and like I created a couple of graphics throughout the season. Like when at the end of the season, Iowa was one of the better defenders of elite ball handlers in the league. Like yeah. Jason Tatum, Bradley Beal. I mean, the list goes on and on. Trey Young, like he locked up Trey Young literally every single time they played. That's his and son. Hawks so, uh, yeah, Hawks yeah, fans. I mean, I yeah. like it, but Iowa was in his back pocket. Period. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, the role that Io played was out of necessity, honestly, out of pure necessity. And you know, I just think that the way Dalen has, you know, progressed even in college and you know going to his rookie year, 
Um, like you said, he, he's, he's not going to have that type of I.O. year, but for numerous reasons, not of any of his own doing. No. Yeah. Yeah. Do you did you did you like the pick of Daylon Terry? Do you some of the players picked around him, maybe after him? Do you wish the Bulls would have went that route? Where did you sit with like the draft pick itself? I mean, I always when people ask me these questions like that. I ask them like these ones that are like against it. Who else would you have rather than taken? Like, listen, I was so like everybody I covered in this. I always I have to point this out. I literally covered 28 draft prospects in my draft coverage over the course of like a month. Dalen Terry didn't pop on that list. Not once. He just wasn't on my radar. Everybody that I that I thought hyped other than Nikola Jovic, Nikola Jovic, his potential to me Man. is a is a player that I wouldn't have mind the Bulls picking over Dalen Terry, but almost everybody else. And I know people were like EJ Liddell, EJ Liddell. The fact that EJ Liddell fell as far as he did, that should let you know something. Now, Ios <laughs> fell and he still ended up playing, but like now EJ yeah. Liddell is hurt. So there's still some Bulls fans that do think that we still should have drafted EJ Liddell. And I, I look at EJ Liddell as a pick of if you did want somebody who can come in, contribute, and give you some things right now, EJ Liddell would have been the pick. But if you're going upside, Dalen Terry has more upside than EJ Liddell at a different position, but that's the way that I look at it. But I still think Nikola Jovich is still the one that I'm going to be watching. Like, did we make the right decision? You know, I would have loved to see him in the system just for knowing yeah. the fact that we need another shot creator. And he is that at almost 6'10". Um, an element that the Bulls haven't really had since a healthy Laurie marketing. And that, that would have been nice on the roster. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I don't want to say that it's like Dalen Terry is going to be great. But I trust Ack and I trust Mark Eversley to make the right decisions. And they have with Io, and they made the right decision with Patrick Williams in the games that we've seen them play. Like Patrick Williams played, I think, eight games start the season. Didn't play until the season was almost over. So like yeah. I feel like a lot of the P Will discourse is just I wouldn't say misguided, but it's uh, it's tainted, at least in my opinion. I feel, so so I mean let, let we've naturally gotten there. So let's talk about it because like the 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 bet on P. Will, the fact that like a lot of Bulls fans look at it as like, oh, the Bulls have passed up on all these deals because of P. Will. Like, like last year, y'all would have said trade P. Will for Jeremy Grant. And I'm like, y'all got to shut up with that. Like, that Can we get been, into that real quick before we move on? Let's do it, bro. Let's go ahead and do it. <laughs> like, oh, my God. The man told you he wants max dollars. You're not going to get max dollars in Chicago. I'm sorry. He wants to be a number one, number two option. I'm sorry. That's not going to happen in Chicago. And you're still buying for a trade for this dude? Still. I, I don't understand the love with Jeremy Grant. And people, the thing that used to drive me crazy is that people try to force Jeremy Grant into being a player that he's not. When they're like, well, we need an elite defender. We need Jeremy Grant. What? Have you seen? Have you? Do you watch this man play? Come on, man. Like. But but then the the so the Rudy Gobert thing right the the yeah. and then you have the the Bulls fans that look at it as oh well we passed up on do you see what the the haul that the Utah Jazz Patrick Williams isn't isn't softening all those first round picks they got for Rudy Gobert so I think Bulls fans kind of incorrectly focus their issues with what this front office does or doesn't do with just Patrick Williams and it's like y'all buy too much into the rumors there were rumors. It's nothing substantial, even when you look at the way certain deals fell that would say that. And then even some that did, if you can say, hey, you could have got this player for Patrick Williams, 21 years old. I'm still betting on the potential of Pat because we still haven't like that second year. Wash, throw that away. We didn't get to see a second year of development for Patrick Williams. But the flashes that we do see is worth to me continuing to bet on at least for a while and then seeing what you can turn into. I couldn't agree more, man, especially to the, of course, the fact that like our tours conversators and Mark Eversley are hired by the Bulls for a reason. Like they both have track, track records 
that are just stupendous when it comes to drafting and just knowing young talent and picking it where it needs to be picked. Like the guy was a key role in picking Nikola Jokic. Like, do I really have to prove anything else that he's done in his career? <laughs> like he was under Tim Connolly for the longest, one of the better execs that no one talks about because he hasn't won a championship. So like, I, I don't get the discourse, like the hate when it comes to Patrick Williams and Ack and not choosing to move him. And like, we got to stop thinking that this front office is making moves for the intermediary. They're thinking two years, three years down the line. And to be honest, they're set up for the future kind of nice when it comes to non-draft picks. Like just the talent on the roster and movable pieces, they have it. But the draft picks that they gave up for Yoke, uh, Vucevic, uh, I feel a certain kind of way about it. But at the same time, you have like you you have to have you have to make that trade. You have to. Yeah. You want to keep you want to keep Lonzo long not Lonzo. You want to keep uh, Levine long term. You have to make that trade. Demar yeah, and I, Lonzo Russo don't come to Chicago unless the Bulls make that kind of little push they had at the end of the season for the playoffs. The, the, and I, I saw I had two episodes. I did one of the best moves Acme's made. I did one for the worst moves Acme's made. The Nikola Vucevic trade was on both those lists for different reasons. It's one of the I best because it was yeah. it was a trade that signified the Bulls are going to go and become and make themselves a playoff team. And the only reason I, the only reason it was on my my uh, list of worst was the two first round picks you gave up in that deal. One that already turned into Franz Wagner. We'll see what the other one turned into. But even then. Sometimes that's just the cost of doing business. And like you said, like some people have said that, well, Eversley had a relationship with DeMar. The Bulls offered him the more money. So may- they could have gotten DeMar either way. All right, I can give you that one. Lonzo seemed like, okay, he was going to he was gonna already come to the Bulls. He was destined to come to Chicago. Okay, I'll give you that. But guess what? It's down to some people are Nikola Vucevic. Still top five to ten in every category for centers, even defense people. He was eighth in defensive rating for centers. But then on top of that, a player that as a third option that gives you 17 and 11, as a third option, I'll take that all day. That and, like, stats aside, the way this team is built, you can't find me another center for his price point that can do what he does on both sides of the court. Like, we've said, I get it. It was one of his worst shooting career, like, years, shooting years in his career. I get that. But the fact that he anchored both sides of the court more times than he did it and was arguably one of the better passers on the team, one of the better initiators when it comes to the offense, you can't argue that. You really can't. And, like, you can't name me ten others. You can't name me five other centers in this league that does what he does as efficiently, as consistently as he does. Like, the Vooch hate, man, I, I don't get it. I don't. I don't. Like, it's like the same thing with DeMar in the, uh, those last two games against Milwaukee. Oh, man, listen. Listen, listen he dropped 41 on amazing efficiency. You thought Milwaukee's let him beat him again? No. <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally, it's like, who we got to stop? DeMar. Zach is humble. DeMar. DeMar. Like, that's, that's it. When you have the game plan like that for one player, it kind of is what it is. Christian, you watch basketball as much as I do. I got to ask you this, man. What adjustments do you think this coaching staff needs to, to make to better utilize this roster next season? Since the bet was on continuity, what do you want to see? From, it's easy to say what players need to do. What changes do you want to see this, this coaching staff make? I think during the last season, uh, it, I wasn't say it was a majority of the season, but a healthy part of it. I really do think that Billy Donovan's rotations were just killing like the momentum. Um, also the, the relying on IO as much as he did, um, that wasn't exactly something that, that was something that he could control. It was more so out of his control. And I think yeah. that a lot of, uh, besides the rotations, that's really, I really think the only thing that uh, abilities to improve on, but 
it's like I can't think of the expression my mom always says, but it's something about two hands or the other or something like that. Like, yeah, he needs better better uh, rotation management. But look at the players he had to manage. <laughs> like, this is true. This he is only true. had lines up for what thirty some games. Caruso only played barely forty, I think. Like, I'm not sure what else he could have done better with the talent that he had. It is like he was giving Tony Bradley and say, "Go make a meal." <laughs> That's a great point. I mean, you can only do so much, right? You got to have the talent out there to do it. Um, yeah. And like at the end of the day, have they improved it to the way that people did? No. I, the one thing I want to see from from uh, Billy Donovan is that I want to see better using some players and better. Like we saw Kobe White, for example, turn into a spot up shooter. That's not Kobe White's game. He's a scorer, not just a shooter. Uh, Lonzo, I want to see unlock more in half court offense once he does get back. And then also the thing that we talked about: put the ball in Patrick Williams' hands. Like that's the thing. And that is also on Patrick. I'm not putting that all on coaching staff, but you got to put yeah. more and trust the young guy in Patrick Williams. If you want to truly see him develop, you got to put the ball in his hands a little bit more. That's what I want to see from the coaching staff. I think like minor tweaks, we can the offense can look completely different with just those minor tweaks as well as players moving without the ball. There were so many times last season that we didn't <laughs> see people move without the ball. That was just mind boggling to me. So yeah. I think if those those things kind of come along, the Bulls offense is going to look drastically different than what people are expecting. And we may unlock, we may improve just by the nature of unlocking those aspects of people's games. What do you think? I couldn't agree more, man. Like, as far as unlocking people's games, Kobe White has never been just a spot up shooter. So throwing him in the corner and saying, make it happen, that's yeah. never been his game while he's in being in Chicago. And to be honest, I think his defense, at least from the part that he was playing it, was better than the offense. Like, this is true. Kobe was locking people up at one point when they were fully healthy. I'm like, yo, who is this Kobe White? Like, he's, he's shooting threes. He's locking up the second best player on the other team off the bench. Like, yeah. this is what we've been needing since they drafted him like three seasons ago, almost going on four years now. So, like, this is the Kobe White that they need to see more consistently. And that's mostly on Kobe White. Like, the shots that he takes sometimes are a little bit, I think, another thing that should add on to that. The shot that he takes her so early in the shot clock. That is super frustrating. I will give you that. I have no rebuttal for that. Because, like, you see it, and it's like, hey, bro, there was 12 seconds left on the shot clock. That's the time to run a whole set. That's a whole set right there. Yeah. 12 whole seconds, man. That's an eternity in the NBA. Yeah. So, like, besides that, that's really about it that I would say that he can improve on. But then again, as the coach, you know, Billy Donovan is seasoned. He's seasoned at the, you know, the collegiate level. He's been in the NBA for years. You got to know when to pull your guys to the side and be like, hey, that's what you need to do. You need to start doing this. And I didn't see that enough. Like, I'm not going to say he's buddy-buddy with the players, but I need to see some more of that enforceful, you know, mannerisms on the court, especially in-game. Because players feed off of that. They see the coach fired up and you get in somebody's butt, like, yo, this, that, this. Like, people feed off of that energy. And I think that helps more than it doesn't, you know? For sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, before we get into that, I, I want to talk about Rivals Week, in which I had the pleasure of informing you about. I, can, I that was one of the best things ever is telling you about Rivals Week. But uh, uh, Zach Levine signing the max contract, largest contract in Chicago Bulls history. Where do you sit? Were you an anti maxer? Do you agree with him getting the max? Where do you where do you sit on the contract? And do you think Zach is going to step up his game some now that he's gotten paid? So, as far as the stepping up part, well, the is he quote unquote worth it that people are saying, like they were saying before the entire like. Um, debacle of whether they were going to pay him or not. I'm like, yes, you pay Zach Levine. Like, 
what are we talking about here, man? Like you did all <laughs> of that. You did all of that five years ago. Yeah. To trade Jimmy, and you got back. Um, you got back Levine. You got back Markin, and you got back. Um, Jesus Christ, I really forgot. About Chris Dunn. Chris, Chris Dunn. Dunn. Yeah. Wow. I'm ashamed. But um, I mean, honestly, I'm not. But then again, yeah. <laughs> so like, you make that uh, blockbuster of a trade on NBA draft night. You have to sign him. You have to. Period. And plus, outside of just having to, because of it's. Uh, pure necessity he's one of the most gifted players in the league man like zach levine every time i watch this guy it's like wow he's fast i, I, I think people too forget like he makes it look when he's on he makes it look so effortless that so I think people easy. forget like it's just like like his his shot has come so far like because i watch zach levine Back when he was in Minnesota, because Minnesota was like my secondary team at that point, because Tibbs went over there and I followed Tibbs. Uh, <laughs> Everybody but like, did. You're not the only yeah. one. <laughs> and and Zach Levine's shot literally has come so far where it used to. It, he he was always had a quick release. It's just yeah. so he gets it off that step back. It pisses some people off sometimes because he does use it at times where he doesn't need to do the step back three. But it's yeah. just it's so fluid. It's just it's a beautiful shot that Zach Levine has. Beautiful game overall. And considering how much the shots he actually makes more than he misses, I have no issue with it, period. Plus, it's his team. Take the shots that you want to, man, because his team wins or goes down with you. So if you're making them, cool. If you're not, just know people are going to say something about it. But, yeah, as far as the money, man, like, you have no other option. You pay the man. He's worth it. He's earned every single dollar. The only issue that I really had with – Paying um, Zach it wasn't even really anything of Zach's doing. It was more to the fact that the Bulls now have an injury laden backcourt, taking that into the future. And I'm not really sure what to make of that. I'm not like I, I get it. Zach got his money. He's worth it. But man, like <laughs> keep in mind, Zach had the one knee injury before he got here. Then he had the one last season. He's really outside of that. It hasn't been any chronic injuries. Um, no, at least so. I mean. Yeah, I understand the concern around Zach's knee and stuff, especially when he, when he has a minor knee surgery this offseason. But I don't know. I'm not too worried about the injury part of it with Zach. Lonzo, that's a different story, bro. Me and you were talking a little bit about that before the news that dropped on Lonzo Ball and the fact that, mm-hmm. like, they don't know when he's going to be ready. He has days where he's okay, and he has days where he, where the pain's getting to him. Like, it's just the, the, the mysterious Lonzo. It was not a mysterious injury, but, the, like, I've said this before. I'm going to keep saying it. Patrick Williams came back early from that injury, two months early, projected. He has Wolverine healing powers. Lonzo has <laughs> Lonzo has the opposite of that. He's damn near Mr. Glass from – and I, I hate to say that, but it's like his body just heals slower. If it's projected to be a three-week healing process, you might as well give three t- – it's going to be nine weeks for Lonzo Ball. And it sucks to say that, but like – because he was everything we needed him to be when he was on the court. We just need to get him to stay on the damn court. That's all the boils down to. Man, the 35 games, so I'd say before he got in, I think he got injured, he came back and tried to play a little bit. So maybe like the first, those 32 or 31, whatever games it was he played, he was fully healthy. Listen, man, I have never seen the Bulls play that type of basketball my entire life. And I've been alive watching Ben Gordon, watching all these guys play, hustle, the grit that he brought. So, like, when people say that, you know, man, I don't know, is Lonzo – what are they gonna do with him? He has to be healthy. That's the only, just the only, just all I can say. He has to be healthy. 
you know what he's going to give you when he's on the court. He just has to be healthy to be on the court. Only still only 24 years old. He'll be 25 around the start of the season. But at the end of the day, it's just comes like Lonzo's needs to stay on the court. Like even looking at like how he turned, what he turned and developed his shot into, like Lonzo could be very special. And he is when he's on the court, like the, the out in transition, the court vision, the, the passing me and Pat over on Locked on Bulls talked about one time, like, like it's literally, he passes it all the way down the court and he looks like he just did this. Like it's effortless to him. Um, he just we just need to get the man on the court, bro. Like that's it. He reminds me of Randy Johnson in his prime. And if you know baseball, listen, mm. man, Randy Johnson was one of the best pitchers of all time. And like at his peak, listen, man, that fastball was disgusting. And you couldn't see it because he was a tall lefty, and by the time he left his hands, the ball was already in the top of the strike zone. But mm. like the way Lonzo plays, um, at least in transition, was the key to the Bulls winning all the games they did. Like the Bulls, were, I think they were the top three, top four team when it came to fast break points. Like yeah. they were just gunning teams down. And like, man, I just want to see that happen again. Like you said, he's 24, 25. He's a young guy. It just sucks the fact that he's been out as long as he has. Cause you remember when it first happened, it was like, you know what? He's out for a couple of weeks. We're going to see what's going to happen then. He'll be back by the start of a little bit before the playoffs. Yep. Exactly. And then we got news two weeks before the playoffs even started. Yeah. He's not ready. We'll see if he's going to be able to go sometime during the first round. Yeah. And, we're, you know, me and you thinking, like, rational Bulls fans, there's no reason for him to come back. It's the Bucks. We're losing. We're not going to beat the Bucks in seven games. Like, we'll see him next season. So, and just the news that we've gotten. And then the, the, thing, the, the part that not scares me but worries me the most is the news that we haven't got it. Like, we've gotten the same story regurgitated to us from different people, just with different headlines. We get it. He's out. Yeah. We'll see yeah. when he <laughs> but like I was telling you before we started recording at this point. I just I just want them to come out and start the training camp and just say, Don't ask us about Lonzo. We'll tell you when he's ready to go. Otherwise, just assume he's not playing. And let's just move on, bro. Like that's all I can say. Let's just move on. The media um, day is sometime this week, right? Is it next yeah. week? Yeah. Next week, next beginning of next week, I believe. Yeah, beginning of next week. I think it's like the 23rd or whatever date it is. I don't know. But um the the questions that are gonna open up. Lonzo this, Lonzo that. Like, y'all had an entire offseason to get some questions together. Y'all first question is Lonzo? Like, really? Lonzo? (laughs) You want to waste your question on that? Oh, man. Before we go, man, so I got to tell you when we were talking about what we were going to talk about today, I said I was going to ask you your thoughts on Rivals Week. Your your response was Rivals Week? What's that? Bro. How did you feel? How did when you looked that up? I wish I should I should have caught, told you FaceTime me right now as you look it up. I needed <laughs> to see your reaction. What was your reaction to finding out that the Chicago Bulls are facing the Charlotte Hornets as their rivals during Rivals Week, bro? First of all, I didn't know the Bulls and the Hornets had a rivalry. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Grayson Allen and the Bucks are right there, right there, right there. You could have picked any team in the Central Division, at least, and I would have understood that, you know, yeah. the Bulls go back to the go back to the 90s, the 80s, back when it comes to Indiana Pacers. And, like, I just want to know what you thought that making a matchup for, quote-unquote, rivals with the Charlotte Hornets. Like, are they, are they going off the one game that Zach won on the step-back three, I think, last season? It's I think that they're building it around the, the ball brothers, the fact that Lonzo and, and oh, LaMelo are on the teams. But it's like, even then, it's like, come on, man, like, I just, I'm not feeling, you. there's so many historic rivals. Like you said, you mentioned the Pacers, the Pistons. Uh, you can even go the Miami Heat. You could use the fact of Jimmy used to play here. 
here. Zach was one of the players who got back. Like, there's so many other storylines that you could have used that would have been easy. Lobs and good matchups. These aren't like teams where it wouldn't have been good matchups. We're going to the Pacers. We'll see how good they are. Actually, they work out. But, like, actual matchups. And you went with the Charlotte Hornets. I just, I would love to, like, whoever was in that room deciding that, I'm just like, I need to know what you guys were thinking in this, man. I'm looking for the actual, like, talking about the Hornets. Here it is. Uh, <laughs> out of all the matchups during NBA's rivalry, this is probably the one game that has people scratching their heads because the Chicago Bulls and the Charlotte Hornets are not really rivals with one another. This is on Sports Illustrated. <laughs> like, what are we it, doing? It literally doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense, logically, other than the Ball Brothers. And even then, it's not a rivalry. Like, Come on, man. We don't even know if Lonzo's going to be playing. Like, one of the things you're building around this Rivals week, Lonzo may not even be playing by then. Then what? The game is scheduled for, what is it? It's like early February, right? Yeah, early February. February. Okay. Uh, Per Sports Illustrated, the Bulls have won 76. um, They're 76 and 45 all time against the Hornets for a a 62.8 win percentage. Does that sound like a rivalry to you? I'm I'm done. Like, the Cavs. (laughs) Right there, new backcourt. The Knicks, the Knicks, right there. The Knicks. Come on, man. Like, do I have to count all the names that literally that Michael Jordan ended their career? So stop them from winning chips. And like three of them are in New York all the time. What are oh we doing? Oh my god, man! It's just, I have no idea what they were thinking, bro. That was literally. I'm looking at Rivals Week when they announced it. Like before they announced the teams, like a, a new Rivals Week. They're introducing. I'm like, oh shit, this could be dope. Then I saw the Bulls and the Charlotte Hornets. I literally thought to myself, hmm. Okay, uh, there's no to me. You're you're missing out on so much. It's going to be televised. I think on TNT. The Grayson Allen perspective of it all, like that's enough right there, bro. The Bucks were right there, and they got eliminated by the Bucks. And it's right there. It's easy. I just gave it to you, NBA. That's all you had to do, fam. That's it. And like I look at the rest of these matchups, and these are actual legit rivalries that I think are going to be great games. Celtics versus the Heat, great. Clippers versus Lakers, of course, tired rhetoric. We get it, but we know, yeah. you know, both teams are great now, so you got to do that. I get that. Okay. Uh, Brooklyn Nets versus the 76ers. James Harden left the Nets, and he's on the 76ers now. Whatever. I get it. The Grizzlies versus the Golden State Warriors after last season. You know, that sense. chirpiness. Yeah, and that, and that, Absolutely. And the uh, – like, come on. I get it. That's great for basketball. And then you go down, you see the Charlotte uh, Hornets and the Chicago Bulls. You're like, were you just trying to get the Hornets and Bulls involved? One of these things are not like the other. And that's all I'm going to say with that one. It's not. And then I see the Dallas Mavericks and the Phoenix Suns. After the way the Dallas Mavericks embarrassed Phoenix last year, I get it. Makes sense. The Grizzlies versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. I get it. I mean, they sent them home. I get it. I can understand that, yeah. Raptors versus the Warriors. Everyone is talking about that 2019 championship and the fact that they, quote-unquote, shouldn't have won it over Golden State. So, I get Nobody that. who was on – well, not nobody, but most of this, that, that Toronto's team isn't even there anymore. Like, Where's Kawhi at? Where is um, <laughs> where is um, Serge Ibaka? Nobody's on those teams anymore, man. Like, Come on, man. I don't get it. That's, just, just, that's it, wild, bro. It's wild. I don't it's get wild, it. man. It who came up with this idea, is, though? though? Who, who thought it was a good idea and signed off on this? You know, there's multiple levels of signing off and making this happen. So who thought? Nobody yeah. at that chain of command thought, hmm, you know, something else. I don't know, bro. I have no idea. I, I have none. <laughs> none, man. I, 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 I got nothing. I got nothing. I'm not, and I'm not usually somebody who got nothing. I got nothing, bro. I, I ain't got nothing to say with that one, man. 
Um, but Christian, man, that's all I got for you. Any other thoughts, anything, bro? If not, go ahead and tell them where they can find you at, brother. Um, honestly, man, listen, um, I need people to throw their expectations for this season out of the window. I, I know it's early, but the fact that Lonzo is not expected to be on the court, quote unquote, anytime soon, per KC in his latest article, I think those words and the phrasing of those words was very intentional to let you know, hey, we don't know when he's going to get back on the court. And I just think that without him, he's the missing part of the entire puzzle. So without him, I, I don't, hey, no disrespect to Goran Dragic, great role player. He's one of the main reasons the Bulls needed him because they needed uh, bench depth that can actually initiate the offense consistently, something that Kobe White struggled with last season or pretty much his entire time in Chicago, honestly. But that's because he's not a point guard. <laughs> Kobe White is not a point guard. So other than that, man, like, just take it easy. Like, it's going to be a great season. But remember, every other team got better, and the Bulls just stayed the same. That that matters. I, like, I get Patrick Williams. I get the, the uh, additions. But without Lonzo Ball, I just don't see how this team. I'm not, like, Alonzo's. I, I just disagree with you on that. Like, I, it's not all resting on Alonzo Ball, bro. Like, I, and he's great. Like, that's not to belittle. Yeah. I'm not one of those people. But I'm just, I guess I don't rest as much on Alonzo Ball not being there as you do but hey we'll see no it's cool like we, we actually this is the first time we've disagreed the entire pod <laughs> yeah i mean this only this literally the only thing we've disagreed on so and the only reason why i say that and why i believe that man because the way this team looked without him last year was just a shell of itself i hope that's not the case this year i don't want it to be because that'd be a rough 82 to game schedule and they have to see another you know first round exit but i just want them to be healthy i just want health can I get 65 games from Lonzo Caruso and uh, Zach Levine? Can I get that? I won't complain anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, man. We'll see. Hopefully, bro. Hopefully, hopefully, man. But uh, give me your social media, fam. Uh, yes, you can find me on Twitter at Snacks for Tweets, like the snacks you eat, number four. <laughs> and then Best tweet. username on Twitter, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it, man. Uh, you can find me. Um, a lot of my off-season W coverage will be over at Outlet Pass, but um, – as far as the Bulls coverage, um, Matt Olson Madison is back, and I have a new co-host, uh, my boy Steven. You can find him on Twitter at staytrue.s3, I believe. Um, he's been covering the league, both leagues, actually, pretty well for the last couple of years, and I couldn't be more happy to have him on board. And, you know, he is the X's and O's guy. I, I love the technical aspect of the game, but I don't try to act like I know more than I do. <laughs> And he's just great at what he does. So I'm just really happy to have him on board, you know. For sure. For sure. Balance. Balance is key, bro. I tell you it what, is. it's difficult, it's difficult to do shit solo. So balance is key if you're gonna have a call. So nah, for real, yeah. man. But hey, the personality you got, man, it's more than enough. Trust me. <laughs> well, that's because I have two personalities because I'm crazy as shit. That's what all that is. Like <laughs> hey, well, that's when Petty Roosevelt made an appearance. Oh man, uh, when I when I when I got into that back and forth with Jordan Crawford, that was the last hey, time. Who's this? this is the time bro, I have to see you the video, bro. Oh, please send me the video, bro. <laughs> I, I didn't see that one. <laughs> yeah, I I had to get at Jordan Crawford, man. But uh, y'all make sure y'all follow and support Christian, man. He's a great writer, great content creator. Also catch him on Hoop Spaces where he is, as well of those other avenues that he pointed out. You guys know where you can follow us at. Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, we'll leave a text and our voicemail, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. And we out this mug. Bulls, go Bulls. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.